We are back for episode three of She Got Next. Can't believe we've made it this far already. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. When we posted about it, our show already hit the Apple podcast charts. So thank you guys for the love and let's keep it up. Dallas, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. So let's get into some of these trending topics. Got to talk about Caitlin Clark's buzzer beater, right? So this was posted on every media outlet everywhere. I posted it on overtime and Caitlin Clark, she had a very nice shot at the very end of the game. It was a three to win the game, but people online were saying that they didn't think she actually got it off in time. What did you think about that? Uh, she got it off in time in the arena. Um, for some reason, the clock on television was not in sync with the arena clock. So, of course, people are looking at the shot. They see the time on the TV, and it says time is up. But the arena clock is what they go by. So, I mean, she got the shot off. They would never count the shot if they saw it didn't go off. That's the beauty of uh, replay that we have in this age. Do you think that if someone's initial reaction to watching it is, oh, no, she didn't make it, does that make them a hater? Or are they just skeptical? Uh, I just feel like they're just ignorant and they didn't know that the TV clock wasn't match. matching yeah. with the shot clock in the arena. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's no way that the game would have been a game winner. It would have went to overtime if she didn't get it off. They just yeah. would have looked at the replay. So they posted that everywhere saying, Caitlin Clark is her. She's a generational talent. But there was one tweet from Dawn Staley that I'm going to read for our viewers just in case they didn't see it. South Carolina coach Don Staley, after the game, she tweeted, heck of a shot, but give the game ball to the ref for the shooting foul call. What do you think about that, Dallas? Um, on the play that Don Staley is talking about, mm-hmm. uh, the, Iowa, the Iowa guard, she actually pump faked at the three-point line, and then she didn't lean into the uh, defender that jumped. Instead, she, like, did like a little step and just tried to go around mm-hmm. and did not attempt the shot. She was so, not shooting. Yeah, she was definitely not shooting the ball. Uh, the referees called it a shooting foul still when they shouldn't have. And therefore, Put them it, gave, back in the game. Yeah, it gave Kaylin yeah. Clark the chance to actually tie the game with three instead of still being down. So, I mean, it happens. Refs miss, miss calls. They're human. Um, it sucks to be the Michigan State side, but – I mean, it's life. You got to go on and continue. It happens. I feel like being a ref has to be tough because no matter what you say in a moment like that where it's intense, where it has so many eyes on it, someone's going to feel like you made the wrong call. So it could have been no foul called. It could have been a shooting foul. It could have been a possession foul. Regardless, somebody somewhere is going to be like, oh, my God, these refs are blind. It's like the ref is doing what they were trained and they're just doing their best. Yeah. But it's tough. It's it's very tricky. Okay, so but shout out Caitlin for making that clip and going viral once again per usual. Now, speaking of Caitlin, we gotta talk about this theory that I had. I just posted about it on overtime, uh, to see what other people thought. So there was a fan who tweeted Skylar Diggins Smith. And they said, like, come on, Skylar, just pack your bags and go on home. They need you. Skylar's from Indiana. So, of course, they're talking about the Indiana fever. 
as people are trying to figure out where Skyler's going to go during this free agency. She didn't play at all last season uh, after being out for maternity leave and then personal reasons. So they're trying to see where she's going to go. Skyler replied and said, they don't think so, saying that the Fever don't think that they need her. So my theory is Indiana saying no, like we're cool on Skyler because Indiana has the number one pick this upcoming draft. And every mock draft everywhere says that the pick is going to be Caitlin Clark, who was a point guard. So I just feel like that was a little bit of a confirmation that Indiana's ready to put all their marbles in the Caitlin Bowl, hoping and kind of assuming that she's going to go to the W. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree. Uh, I'm not sure if Erica Wheeler or uh, Ms. Mitchell are coming back to the Fever or not. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. A fan commented on the post, though. They said that Indiana just gave Erica Wheeler a lot of money. Okay. Like, well, not a lot, lot, but they said they gave her like two hundred eighty-five thousand or something. Oh yeah, that's that's what I was gonna go with it. Um, I mean, as much as Skylar Diggins is a great player and a veteran guard, six-time All Star. Yeah, I mean, you when you have a backcourt with Mitchell Wheeler, and then you're gonna draft Clark. I mean, I guess you're gonna have a four guard rotation but i mean it would be kind of a crowded backcourt especially after you just paid someone uh they paid erica wheeler that much money uh she has to play so yeah. uh i mean i guess i mean skylar diggers isn't going to be too much of a discount so I mean, i'm pretty sure skylar diggers is going to want premium guard pay because yeah. he's a premium guard so um it's probably more of financial reasons if you can get caitlin clark a rookie for basically rookie minimum or whatever the lottery is for uh, the women, uh, you're going to pay that instead of paying a veteran guard a lot of money. So just it's probably more of a financial reason if Indiana doesn't want Skylar Diggins. It's not anything on the court. Uh, she's an excellent player, and she can definitely, definitely uh, be a veteran to all those young players that play for the Indiana Fever. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing where she'll end up. She has so many options. She's always talking about it on Twitter. But free agency doesn't start till a while from now. So I guess we just got to kind of wait and see. Another Twitter topic or X topic, this guy who says that he's a sports follower, he said that Paige Beckers is not a household name, which to me was almost jaw-dropping because I feel like at one point everybody was Paige Beckers, Paige, 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 Paige Bucket. And so the guy was like, yeah, no, she's not a household name. And then someone replied with a video of her in Omaha, Nebraska, with girls holding up their page. It was a Yukon game, holding up page signs. They had their hair braided like page. They were having her sign trading cards and jerseys and towels, um, you know, just doing all that, which is kind of the Paige Becker's effect that she has on most games. I don't think she's not a household name. I think a lot of people know her. When she came out freshman year, it was like, boom, Paige was everywhere you could not miss her she was in the conversations when you're talking about general college basketball not just women's college basketball but do you think that now maybe her household name era has kind of died down uh, what i'm going to ask you to challenge you what is the definition of a household name well like what what what's a household name what what are the qualifications to be a household name i think a household name is not necessarily famous or a celebrity But I think when talking about a given topic, you can mention it to the people around you and they typically know who you're referring to. 
So you don't have to be an expert, but if we're talking about models and I mentioned Tyra Banks, you go, oh, okay, yeah, that's a household name. If we're talking about journalists, I can mention Oprah. Okay, that's a household name. If we're talking about women's basketball, as of right now, I can mention Caitlin Clark. I can mention Angel Reese because they were just everywhere. That's a household name. Yeah. Brittany Griner became a household name, unfortunately, with the stuff overseas that made her more of a household name. But I think just in general, if I could be talking to my mom and she knows or my siblings and they know. Well, right? I mean, by that definition, no, she's not. I mean, I don't think I could tell my mom, oh, Paige Becker's is on. She's not going to know who that is. She'll know who Taylor Clark is. She'll know who Angel Reese is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might just be due to Paige really hasn't had much controversy. Like, you know, she hasn't really had too much controversy. I feel like people in the basketball world uh, would know who she is, but not just the traditional American. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't really feel like she's a household name to that point. But, I mean, that's a lot of people don't know who LaMarcus Aldridge is, and he's a, what, seven, eight-time All-Star. Um, it's it's just, I feel like it's more about people's demeanor as well um, as far as being a household name by that definition. Uh, it's not just about their play on the court. I guess it also depends on their level of interest. Exactly. Since it is women's basketball. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Okay. Well, Paige, we know you over here. <laughs> and when she re- initially returned, her face was everywhere, and people are like, "Wow, Paige is coming back! This season's gonna be crazy." She about to cook. Then she signed with Nike, so I'm just excited to see, I guess, what she has in her future. For sure, for sure. All right, so let's go to let's talk about our athlete of the week. So for me, I picked Malaysia Full Wiley of South Carolina, which they're still undefeated, of course. Love SC. So it's not based off of her stats, though. But it was a game where they just played the Florida Gators. She put up 10 points, two rebounds, so calm game. But there's this clip where she went, she blocked the defender, ran back, and then stopped and was like, come here, and like told the girl, like, come on, come up, come here. And then she ran down, ran past her, and then like stared her right in the eyes as she passed her to go make the bucket. And it's like that's such a Malaysia thing. She's going to be out there trash-talking getting those viral moments and it's just always fun to see crazy clip love her excited to see what else sc has in store who's your athlete of the week dallas uh i feel like it's like plain and simple caitlin clark uh unless i'm don staley because maybe she hates on caitlin a little bit but um i mean the game winner against michigan state on tuesday a triple double um friday against rugners 29 10 and 10 in a what a 35 point win because uh, Kaylin Clark, and it's not, I don't feel like it's even close. I mean, she's amazing and she's proven it time after time again. I was number four, uh, the 15 and one. Uh, it's Kaylin. Do you Kaylin think Clark. it matters that she'll put up 30 points, but it's after shooting 40 shots um, or 50 shots? Like it's a low shooting percentage efficiency. Uh, to be totally honest with you, Kaylin doesn't really shoot that bad from the field. I mean, she she floats around fifty percent most games. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a couple games where like she'll go nine for thirty two. Yeah, it happens. Uh, but her last her last what five to ten games? I might correct off ten games straight. She's ten for twenty two. That's solid. Uh, 
Michigan State, yeah, she was 14 to 34, but she hit a game winning shot and she turned it on at the end. Minnesota, 13 for 22. Wait, so in a game where she's 14 for 34, do you think that's a good shooting percentage? No, but but at the end of the day, when it was time to turn it on, she made sure that her team won the game and she hit the game winner. It it overshadows anything else before that. When you hit the game winning shot in the game, mm-hmm. nothing else matters at that point. You must not be on Twitter. Because people on Twitter, every game they post the shooting percentage and they're like, this y'all queen, but every single game, they always, it never gets overshadowed. So what something that Kobe Bryant used to say, um, so with, with really efficient scores, you can't stop them anyway. So what you want to try to do is try to make them match their points for the shot attempts. So that's kind of my gauge uh, on everything. Uh, yeah, you play good defense on her if she shot – 40 shots to get 40 points. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen every night. Like like I said, from just the last five games, she had, starting at Wisconsin, she had 28 points on 19 shots, 11 or 19 from the field. That's solid. She had 38 points on 21 shots. That's even better. Uh, she only missed, what, seven shots in that game. Then she had 35 on 22 shots. The, the only one where she shot – bad was the one she hit the game winner and she had 40 on 34 shots and 14 or 34 from the field but she had 40 in the game winner and then friday she had 29 points 10 rebounds 10 assists on 10 of 22 from the field so she's shooting solid numbers and when you're the best player on the team you're gonna shoot the shots because it's like like when you're on the team and you know who the best player is, you don't want to shoot the ball. You want this person to shoot the ball because when she shoots the ball, this is our best chance of winning. Unless you just like Carlton on the Fresh Prince episode where you want to shoot the last shot and look at Will when he scored all the points. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Kaylin Clark is going to shoot the majority of my shots as my co- if I'm the coach, if I'm a teammate, if I'm anybody, if I'm a fan, that's what I want to happen. So she's just playing the game that should be played. She's the best player on the team. She needs to be involved in every possession. Any possession that Kaylin Clark doesn't touch the basketball alone is a bad possession for Iowa. So it only makes sense that she's going to shoot the majority of the shots. And, yes, she's going to have an off night every now and then. But shooters keep shooting the ball. Scorers keep shooting the ball. When they stop doing it, they're not really who they thought they were. So it's like mm. they're fraud at that point. And Kaylin is not a fraud. So moral of the story, keep shooting. Keep shooting. Shooter, keep shooting. All right, so for our upset alert, we're going to talk about the upset from this past week. North Carolina played ranked Syracuse and blew them out, basically. What, 75 to 51? That's almost 25 points. Yeah. Did not see that coming whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, they have a tough leader, a really tough leader. Uh, And David Kelly. She's been in college for a long time, and, I mean, she just – I feel like that she puts a battery pack in that team uh, more than anything. Of course, her play on the floor is amazing, but it's just – I think that she just adds an edge to the team, uh, toughness level, and it, it really, really rubs off on the, all the rest of the girls over there. And they feel like they can literally beat anyone, even if their talent level isn't the same, they're coming into the game feeling that they could be anyone. So uh, the blowout is surprising, but the win is not. During the game, one of her teammates, she made history 
to become the first UNC player to record a triple-double. Mm. So that's probably why it was such a big win and an upset, kind of, because somebody had literally a historical game. So mm. shout-out to UNC. Keep it up. Last but not least, that was a lot of women's hoops. But let's just wrap it up, Dallas, with a free pick for today. Do we have something we want to give out to our audience? Okay. I think we're going to look at football week 18. Uh, and we're going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think my heart a little bit more in this pick than anything. Uh, one of my closest friends, he works for the Raiders. Um, Antonio Pierce is the interim head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I feel like this is, even though it's a meaningless game for both teams that are playing, the Denver Broncos are out of the playoffs and the Las Vegas Raiders are out of the playoffs. I feel like the difference in the uh, direction of the two franchises makes uh, this a good bet on the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders interim head coach has came in and won a lot of games for them uh, so far. And he set a new culture. He set, he's bringing back the old Las Vegas Raiders culture to the team. Uh, the Denver Broncos are having problems with the Russell Wilson situation. They decided to sit him for the last couple games of the season because he has a, 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 a guaranteed money clause even if he gets injured. Uh, so they don't want him to get hurt in these last games that mean nothing. So they decided to sit him instead of even trying to make a run for the playoffs. Uh, it's a lot of friction in that franchise. And the Raiders franchise is like on the way up. The players are really fed into Antonio Pierce. They love him. Uh, he's also an African-American coach. Uh, the players, I think that is another thing. Uh, the players can relate to him more. And he's also a former player. Uh, he played linebacker in the NFL for at least 10 years. Uh, and I think it's just a new energy and a new culture. And I'm sure the Las Vegas Raiders want to end the season with a win because they feel like their franchise is on the way up. Uh, it's been a rough slate sled in uh, Las Vegas so far. Um, just because, I mean, I've went to at least six Raiders games, honestly. And mm -hmm. every game I went to, it's been 60-40 or 70-30 fan base um that is because it is in las vegas so a lot of teams like to travel to vegas to watch their team play because there's other stuff to do after the game so it's like the fan base is never a raiders crowd so that's something that they do have to compete with but i don't think the denver broncos are going to travel to vegas for this game uh that means nothing so i feel like vegas had that crowd on their back and they had the motivation, so I think the Las Vegas Raiders is the best pick. Well, thank you guys for joining us again. This was She Got Next. Our future episodes are all going to be on Wednesdays. Stay locked in, and we will see you guys later.